Sometimes life feels out of our control. We get stuck in trauma, old patterns, and change feels out of reach. Sometimes it feels like fate. We want to help you break out of old, unhelpful patterns and become healthier. We're fate resilience, taking control of the outcome. With licensed therapists, Jennifer Oxford, Taylor Madsen, Haley Mayer. Okay, well, we have now gotten to the biggest area of growth and change and things like that. And biggest, I don't mean the most important. I don't mean that this is the only one. Just simply, this is where we spend a lot of our time usually, okay? We're now in action, all right? I feel like I'm a director, action. But yeah, so with action, who wants to who wants to go into what that means? We, in, in this stage, we're abstaining from something that we're trying to quit for four to six months. Um, in preparation, we may be going in and out of uh, behavior. We're trying to stop or establishing a new behavior. We may be um, not able to maintain it or continue to do it. So if you're trying to go to the gym every day, you may be going you know, once a week for a while. That would still be in preparation. But establishing a new habit, we're doing it solidly for four to six months. That's the that's the action stage of change. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because um, I've always seen um, kind of a pattern in my career of people can do a lot of things for about six weeks. I don't know if you guys seen yeah. that. Like I, I always said, teenagers can do anything for six weeks almost. Adults mm-hmm. can do anything for about three months. And so it's interesting that we pull in the six month thing because um, it really does say, are you making that much progress? So a lot of people will find that I can do for short periods of time, right? Um, This is what most New Year's resolutions look like Mm -hmm. is three to six months, but actually looking at the stage of change um, of action is, is that it's been six months and I've been able to really go into and change those behaviors. And that doesn't mean you're bad if you keep struggling at week six or month three, or, you know, even at month five, it means that, those earlier stages haven't um, fully been processed, right? So we haven't fully contemplated what's known as why, why you mm-hmm. want to stay. We do motivational interviewing for those kinds of things. How does this connect to my larger vision? And, or we haven't got the right preparation or tools like we talked about in the last um, session yeah. um, podcast. And I like, I like what you're saying. As a gym goer, January is the worst month to be at the gym right? As someone who goes consistently myself, like, and I've, I've developed the habit I've done, you know, I, I keep thinking of atomic habits. I've like done the things I need to, to get to this point where I feel really comfortable, um, with what I have and what it looks like. Um, and so being there where this is like my regular scene, my regular schedule in January, you see an influx, obviously, right? There's deals. There's people who have all of a sudden made it there goal for the year to go to the gym and do A, B, and C, right? Um, I love April. Okay. Cause at that point, everyone has dropped off. All right. Um, it has gone back to being lower and everyone's not an upswing to get ready for summer or anything again. No, no, not really. Cause then people are like, Oh, it's starting to get nice outside. I can run outside. I can do this. And so the people who like have the upswing for the most part, you're not, you're not really seeing much of an upswing then. Um, cause usually April, May, is around when it starts dropping off again. And the nice gym people are like, well, I hope it's always this busy, like in January. 
I'm not a nice gym person in the sense of like, <laughs> I love a crowded room. I hate when things are overcrowded because then I don't feel like I have space. I'm a big personal space bubble too. So especially if like I go to my high fitness thing and they're right next to me. Yeah. So action bottom line is the idea of, okay, when it comes to seeing that play out, ask any gym you go to ask any, um, dietitian type of situation, um, ask any, you know, there's so many different trends where you see this, but those who do get past that have a much higher percentage chance of being that person who the next year is still continuing and doing what they need to do. Right. I love that you say that because one of the things that sometimes people mistake in action is that it's only the behavior. This is one of the things where it says only what we see means that we're changing the change process, right? If we talk about where you're at and atomic habits as a great book, Haley, and we talked about that in the last one. Um, but if and you even, would say like, even I'm rereading it, right. It's one of those things where you need to look at, but yeah, go for yeah, it. I've reread it a couple of times. Like and I usually reread it in January because I always love doing that as part of my, like, what am I really working on and what habits do I need to change? And how do I do that in a, in real ways that I can sustain? Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I like to be aware of is that just because something is over and seen doesn't mean that's the only thing we're changing, right? Sometimes yeah. we have to acknowledge that your change may be your awareness, catching yourself, doing something. I had someone ask me this week, well, how will I know if someone else has changed? And I said, you know, it may not be in perfection and that their behavior is perfect, but they may be willing to catch themselves and say, um, you know what? I realized I, I did that thing again and, and I'm trying to stop. So I'm sorry. So their recognition and their realization is changing. And as they continue to do that, and call themselves out and take accountability, they will eventually be able to move through and eventually see overt behavior. Um, This is the stage of change though, that when we do move from, instead of just internalizing, right? The first three stages are very internal and they can't be seen by people. It starts to move into external. And I always used to talk to the parents about this because they'd be like, if they're not any different, they they're doing the same things at home. They're, you know, they're acting the same way. And I would say change happens first internally, and then eventually it moves externally and and action is when things move external. Mm -hmm. And let's just be aware too. We're not grouping action with the next phase of maintenance. Action is just taking those steps towards change. Okay. Maintenance is what I'm talking about is after someone has been doing it for a while, that's different. So, and we'll talk about that next episode, but just with what Jen's talking about with what I'm talking about and Taylor's talking about, you know, action is just those initial steps. It's trying to eliminate the things that would trip us up. Usually it's trying to help establish good, healthy habits. Those are the things that we're, we're talking about when it comes to this action, we're trying to like eliminate our past actions that got in the way of being able to trip us up and not continue with these kinds of things where essentially this is the troubleshooting phase. This is when you, you know, you're putting in the program that you've just created. So you, you look at different things and you're doing pre-contemplation, contemplation, determination, all these different things. Like you're looking at all these factors ahead of time. And that's like you writing the program and saying, wouldn't it be great if the program did this, this, and this, this is you inputting the program and seeing, okay, let's fix all the bugs. Let's make sure it can run smoothly. 
and get it ready so that it can just maintain itself. Right. So you okay there? Have now. Okay. So when you're doing action, just being very aware of what's coming up. Um, there are going to be a lot of trip ups just because there are trip ups doesn't mean you aren't in action. You're often, I think that that's the, like we've talked about a lot of people when they're in these stages are actually thinking they should be in the stage ahead. Um, or they already think that they are. Yeah. Like a lot of people who I'm talking about with action, they're coming to me with maintenance problems. And I'm like, you're not in that phase yet. So you don't need to, I just want to say, so stop it, but no, you're not in that (laughs) phase yet. So take a breather, go back to where you actually are at and, you know, or this idea of contemplation, pre-contemplation, contemplation, contemplation, right? Like I should be in this. And so action's definitely still one of those ones. You aren't like securely in it and like, I'm finally in action. A lot of people, they anticipate that and they go, well, now I should just maintain. Now I should just do this, right? I've done it a couple of times. I should just do this. And I'm like, "Mm." there's a reason why it takes not just one or two times to develop a habit because you got to be put into a lot of different scenarios, right? Let's say, okay, let's use the, the gym is just a really great example because it's a physical representation. Let's say there's a blizzard. Let's say your car breaks down. There are these different things that get in the way of you completing the habit, right? Those things you need to have practice with these kinds of variables coming up. You need to have practice with these kinds of like little things that life's going to throw at you. That's still part of action. That's still part of, okay, maintenance would be these things come up and I just automatically know what I'm going to do. Action is this is where I'm deciding what I'm going to do. How do I want to approach when these kinds of variables come up? Um, The biggest mistake I see clients make or anyone make is that they believe um, that, like you said, that they're a stage head, that, um, they, uh, because they've recently relapsed, if they have an addiction or that they made a mistake, that they're never going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often there's a lot of hard work. There's internal change that has to happen, like you were saying, Jen, um, or that um, they must not be changing because they're not seeing external signs of change. Um, and uh, we can get really frustrated with people, but change doesn't happen in a straight line. There's going to be three steps forward, two steps back, maybe two steps forward, a step and a half back. And we'll get really frustrated with ourselves. You'll get uh, Other people get really frustrated with us. And it's really important to remember that we're climbing a mountain. There's going to be lots of ups and lots of downs. Uh, but as long as we're in a better place today than we were a month ago or today than a year ago, that's still progress. As you say that, you know, I want to tie in a couple other topics that we've talked about before with action that can, that I see sometimes um, hijack expectations. So one is we talked about boundaries, right? So changing behaviors is a way of changing boundaries, right? Our own boundaries for ourselves and our behavior. What can happen though, is that when you haven't, if you have an unhealed part, right? And that old behavior is somehow meeting a need in an unhealthy way, we would have to stop and do the work. So say I am getting to month four or five, and I am going into um, a relapse of some sort, and we're going to talk more about what that really is in another episode, but it doesn't mean that I failed. It means that I found another hurdle to this behavior change and I can then address it. And again, that might mean I need to go into 
more preparation, more contemplation, more work around, and then attempt it again. It's not a willpower experience. It's a mental and emotional processing experience. And I've had that happen um, as I've been working on my goals um, for the last several years. I know Haley, when we met, she's always been a gym goer. I can vouch for that. I can understand. Um, when we met, I was not somebody who was super focused on my health and I started working on that, but I've also found a lot of hurdles along the way. And that has meant that I've had to take a step back and say, what, what is getting in my way of making the change? Um, and that's part of the change process. It's the willingness to say, am I still committed to this goal? And am I willing to look deep enough to find what, what I need to change and do it? And am I willing when I do go back to an old behavior, usually it's, you know, it's either less intense or less often that I go back to those old behaviors. And, and that is a normal part of taking action is that you will go through that. And like I said, we'll talk more in depth in another episode on that. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to making changes, when it comes to doing these kinds of things, I think a really good basis to just look at is evaluating. If I feel like I'm truly getting towards this action phase, am I allowing myself to troubleshoot these issues? Am I allowing myself to work through these different things? Um, and am I like, this is also a really great stage to be getting input from people. This is a really great stage to be talking with individuals about, you know, what are they seeing? How have they dealt with problems in the past? How are they working through things? So I think just being very aware of that, um, I think is a big thing that you don't have to go through this on your own. You can also look through this and say, okay, how am I working through this? How am I, um, how am I getting input at times if I feel like I need that? And again, bringing up another topic that, that goes into this, as we talked about the drama triangle, right? Instead of playing victim when I'm struggling and saying, I'm bad, they're bad, everything's bad. I could go mm -hmm. into creator and say, like Haley's talking about who can help me gain the skill and knowledge to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes going back to an earlier part we were talking about, sometimes we do need outward change to help us do inward change. And and that's not necessarily putting the cart in front of the horse, but inward change is more important. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, especially if our environment is not conducive to the change, whether it be, you know, um, an unhealthy, unsafe environment, and we're trying to make big changes and we're we're still in survival emotionally, or just that, you know, we've left triggers around so that when we do struggle and that struggle is connected to the, the limbic brain, like we've talked to before, that's why we go into old behaviors is because we struggle. We go into this reactive, like reducing pain thing. And so then we'll go back to old behaviors. And so we have to address that emotional part of change and, um, and, and normalize that behavior is not just behavior. Behavior serves a purpose. It may or may not be a healthy thing, but it does serve a purpose. And when, when we can identify the purpose, then that's when we're really going to see changes externally. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Fate Resilience. We'd love to hear from you.